I'm John. And I'm Keith. And this is... Flumadiddle. Your somewhat reliable source of information for... Most things, John. Including, but not limited to, widows, LED lights, the Three Stooges, and tonight... Well, you know, before I tell you, Keith, I want to ask you something. Okay. Where were you at this time yesterday? I feel like I'm being interrogated. What were you doing? Um, is there somebody that can corroborate your story, Keith? I'm trying to think. you got to give me time to think, man. Come on, man. There's remember. no thinking here. Where this were you? This time yesterday. What time is it? I don't know what time it is right now. You were at Ca- Tell me, you were at Cash Saver, right? Um, No. I was at the campground. No, we've got footage that shows you were at Cash Saver, and you got cash back from the ATM, didn't you, Keith? Be honest with you us. You would lie. All right, Keith. So what are we going to be talking about today, Keith? Police interrogation. Police interrogation. We're going to give you the third degree today. That's right. All right, so Keith. So, John, let me ask you something. All right. Why do we do this podcast, man? Because we love widows. We love hanging out with each other. And we love our flummadiddle listeners. And we love Ireland. Ireland. (laughs) (laughs) We had not shouted out our Irish buddies in a while. I don't know if we've ever said this before, but... By education, I'm actually a teacher. Okay, awesome. So I think that's one reason why I like doing it, you know. By trade, I'm a counselor. Exactly. And by trade, you're a counselor as well. Exactly. And But by education, you have other educations as well, right? I do. My background is in psychology. Psychology. So we have, which is good for today's podcast. Right, right. So, so. we're going to read people, man. All right. You're looking shady. I think you've been up to something, and I'm going to figure out what. All right, you figure it out. All right, man. See if you can figure it out by the end of this podcast. All right, let's do it, man. All right, so police interrogation. So we've kind of been on a a little bit of a theme lately about manipulation and stuff like that. And this is, you know, police would definitely not want you to call it manipulation. No, no, but there is, um, you know, we started out with our parasite show, and so Mm -hmm. we're certainly not continuing on with parasites here. But the idea of our parasite show was not just any and every kind of parasite, but it was parasites that were able to manipulate the behavior of. Right. And then we talked last week, or actually it's been two weeks now, about maybe some media manipulation, right? Yes. So... So, bottom line is police interrogation does not try to manipulate behaviors but they do use similar psychological principles that techniques like, yeah techniques in order to get the truth right yeah so you i don't know if you're you're manipulating them to tell the truth maybe well, know. we hope so because yeah. they're, you know, ultimately it's not really manipulation, but you're you're getting them to tell. These the truth. techniques are very effective. They you know, are. the only I guess the only concern is is that some of these techniques are so effective that they get people who are not even guilty of a crime yeah, at times so that, to like so, yeah. admit to something happening. So that's the fear, the false confessions. Right. right. And there is some controversy about some of these methods because of that. Right, but we're going to just talk mainly about the interesting part of a crime has been committed. Yeah. Let's say you have a good idea of uh, a suspect or two or three, whatever this happens. And so how's this? what's happening, Keith? Set this scenario up. How, how is this happening right now? So first, let me say this. It's going to be a two-parter because I did interview a uh, Detective Nunya. Detective Nunya, as in Nunya Business? Nunya Business, right. right. He calls himself Gator in the the, uh, interviews. As in Investa? Investigator. Bam. So uh, I did interview him, and so uh, we'll put that as part two. And uh, so you'll get to hear us talk about it, but then you'll actually get to hear an experienced detective talk about it. I think Keith actually confessed to an armed bank robbery that he was not even in the same city of. Yeah, it was was really interesting to interview him because we did this little mock interview, and you'll 
you'll get to hear that next week. But uh, you know, he got me, man. He got me, and I I, I wasn't trying to let him get me either. And he got me. I was like, crap, start over, man. What are you doing? Right. <laughs> exactly. So anyway. Uh, let's just give a little background about it. You know, it, it definitely relies on human behavior norms, right? right? So just such things as like awkwardness and fear leads to talking. You know, we, we want to feel silence. Right. Um, not feel silence, F-E-E-L. We want to F-I-L-L. feel. F-I-L-L. We want to talk. Yeah, we want to feel the silence with words because that's it's awkward. awkward. Yeah. We use similar techniques sometimes in counseling, don't we, John? Right, Exactly. So, you know, we we lean on the human behavior of We don't manipulate, but no. we wanna we wanna foster you know, we have some questions that right. maybe we ask people to foster a conversation in a certain direction. Yeah, so, I mean the the truth of the matter is even though they may show up for counseling, they still may try to hold back and they right. need to talk about it. And so right. we kinda gotta get them talking. You right, know? exactly. So um so that's the similar situation as police interrogation. They wanna get them talking. Get them talking. That's what they want them to do. Um, so anyway, we, it's just human nature to seek comfort in uncomfortable situations. Right, I can feel that. So one of the techniques is called the Reed technique, and that R-E-A-D? relies. I believe it's R E I D. R E I D. Okay. Yeah. And uh, so that relies a lot on putting them in an un- uncomfortable situation and then giving them the answer to comfort. Okay. Talking. Well, we'll so talk it's kind of that. an adversarial beginning to things to start with. Yes. See where it goes. And we're going to talk completely through the read technique a little bit later. But first, let's just say this. Uh, some stats, 42 to 55% end in confession. So you got okay. about, you're right at half, right? Half, okay. And, uh, and so even if you don't get a confession, though some people say, well, that's not real good. You're only getting half. But the, the thing is, is detectives can use a lot of information they get even when they don't get a confession. Exactly. Keith, i got to ask you a question right now. Ask me, man. Do you like widows? Why don't you like widows, Keith? Have you gone to <laughs> GoFundMe and given to Widows Link? I have, John. Okay, good. Have you, John? Yes, actually, I have. Yes, I have. All right, so everybody go to GoFundMe. All right, Keith's off the hook. He's not guilty of that. If you're guilty of not going to GoFundMe and giving to Widows Link, search Flumadiddle and give to the widows. Now back to our regularly scheduled programming, Keith. All right. So the first thing to make them uncomfortable is just the setup of the room. Okay. Uh, have you ever watched a police show? Well, me and my wife were talking about that. I wonder a lot of times, you know, when we're talking about that, I was like, well, at least that's how they make it look in the movie. Right. You know, usually you see a pretty bare room, a table, two chairs. There's no decorations. It's not yeah. like a homey, cozy kind of place. You're just sitting at a table, maybe with some handcuffs, maybe not, waiting for some guy to come in and good cop, bad cop you. Yeah. And there are other methods other than the read technique and other than what, you know, I, I mean, probably different, I guess, stations, police stations okay. right. or different places. There's would, different theories of what works. Would maybe. use different things. But generally speaking, yes, that's actually pretty accurate. Okay. Um, it's kind of a sparse, small room with yes. a table and chairs. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, it's small. It's confined. It's soundproof. You know, that gives you kind of this eerie feeling of like nobody's yeah, going to hear me. Before, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, there's only three chairs usually. So you have one uh, for the perp, right? Correct. Or the suspect would be a better word for them. Yeah, because they're not a perpetrator. They're, exactly. Until, until they're proven they're guilty. Okay. So you, and then you have two for the detectives. One detective would normally be taking notes, and the other would be the interviewer. Okay. All right. So um, you have an uncomfortable metal chair. 
or right. or it could be wood, but it's just not going to be a comfortable chair. Right? Correct. Um, yeah, they want make them too comfortable. They want to place it at one table away from any switches or controls. Okay. So what's that about? You think? Switches or controls? You talking about like light switches? Light switches, yeah. They want them away from that stuff. I don't know, man. So you don't want to give the suspect any sense of control of the situation. Okay. Of anything in that room. So they're just there. They're just there. They have no control of nothing. Okay. And so, uh, and uh, you know, almost always a one-way mirror, right? Yes. So that is dual purpose. First of all, one-way mirror is going to make you uncomfortable because you don't know who's on the other side. You don't definitely. And then also, people can watch in and see if they can gather information that maybe the detectives missed. Yeah, just kind of keep an eye on things. Yeah, keep an eye on things, too. All right, so the first thing they're going to do is set right, up what a, are they gonna do? a baseline. I'm sitting here at this table, Keith. Okay. In comes Officer Clay. Okay. So the first thing I'm going to do, John, is I'm going to be nice to you. Okay. That's, I feel better about that. Because you know what I need to do? I need to see what you look like telling the truth. Okay, okay, I got you. And so let's go first with the read technique, and then I'll talk about a different technique after. So we'll go all the way through the read technique, and then I'll go through a different technique after that. So in the read technique, you're going to start a conversation with them, and you're going to, you know, just talk about their kids, their family. Ask them things that you know about them, you know, where they were, and see what they look like telling the truth. Okay, okay? I feel that. So you're getting a baseline. All right, so you want to watch them and say, okay, I know what they look like telling the truth now. So Maybe I can tell a little difference if they're pulling my leg, so to speak. And this can be dual purpose, too. Not only are you figuring out what they look like when they're telling the truth, you're also psychologically telling them that this is how you feel comfortable in this room, is by talking to me. Okay. So they're uncomfortable, they're sweating, they don't know what's going on. You go in there and start talking about their kids, about work, about football, about golf. They start to relax a little bit. All right. So you let your guard down a little bit. So you just made them comfortable in an uncomfortable situation. All right. right. So now, in their mind, that's how they feel comfortable in this room is by talking to you. You're their buddy. Okay. It's good to have a buddy in a situation like that. Right. So that's what it does, right? And uh, so then they start transitioning into the question. Now, the the read technique is actually a technique for questioning. So this is actually where the read technique starts right here. Okay. All that before I just talked about is kind of commonplace for whatever technique you're going to use. All right. But now it's the questioning technique, okay? So the first thing you do, first part of the uh, read technique is confrontation. So you present the evidence to them. Now, here's the thing. The evidence could be real. Could be made up. Okay, so here we go. What do you think about that? So, I don't know, man. There, here's where the manipulation <laughs> starts, Keith. It's a little bit controversial, you know, about whether or not they. So should you can be that. lying to them to start with. Absolutely, and uh-huh. cops can lie to you. All right. You better believe it. I feel that there are certain rules, and I talk about that with Detective Nunya. There are certain rules that they have to follow. There's certain things they can't do. They can't lie to you in certain ways. Okay. But there are certain lies they can tell. <laughs> I got you. You know, they can't say, uh, well, if you sign this right here, then we'll let you go and you'll never be arrested. You know, you can't do that. Right. So there are certain rules they have to follow. Okay. But they can act like they have information that they don't have. 
Okay. And so this evidence that they're presenting can be real or it can be made up. Okay. So now... Starting to get a little shady. I know, right? So then they start to develop a theme. This is the second part. First is confrontation. Second, theme development. Theme development. We're building a story, Keith. Right, exactly. So that's what they do. They lay out a story about how this suspect committed this crime. Right. Which may or may not be true. Right. Exactly. And they may or may not know how they committed the crime, but that's why the theme development is actually active. It can change as they're developing it. So the detective starts to to develop a theme. Well, if you you can notice through their body language, their eye movements, their expressions, if they like or don't like the theme. If you're off, they're going to kind of give you an indication that they like the fact that you're off. So then maybe try something different. You go a different direction with it. And then you can okay. kind of see them start getting uncomfortable again. So you just now, now you know, oh, that's it. So you go down that path. Okay. So it's an active theme, right? I got you. I'm feeling you, bro. All right. So then the third part is stop any denials. If as soon so as they, I didn't do that, I was not I, there, Keith. So immediately you got to stop them. Um, so try that again. All right, I, I just developed the theme. Uh, I say, now, now, John, I know that you were over there at the, at the house, right? And I know you took this guy's card. And I, I know you went there. into the guy's Hey, you'll have your turn to talk, Mr. I John. Now, right now, it's time to listen. And, and it'll be better for you if you listen, okay? In the end, if you talk right now, you're, you're going to miss your opportunity for this to be good for you. But I wasn't there, Keith. So you have to stop those denials over and over. I got Don't you. Let them. Yeah, keep so hammering that. The reason why is verbalized denials can increase the suspect's confidence. You don't want them to have increased confidence, right? Exactly. So it also keeps the suspect quiet so he doesn't ask for a... L-A-W-Y-E-R. Yeah, so if All you right. can keep them quiet, then they're not going to ask for a lawyer, right? So you want to keep them quiet. Um, so the, the fourth part is overcoming objections. So this is where the detective would use the suspect's words against him. Okay. So like, it is the opportunity for them to speak, but they would say something like, I would never hit a child. I was abused myself and I know what it's like, you know? So the detective might say something like, well, exactly. We, we know that you wouldn't do this on purpose. Right. You know, you, you, we, we, everybody gets angry from time to time. Right. Yeah, so you just taken their objection and kind of used their words against them and turned it around. Right. So you exactly. overcome their objections. Objections. So fifth thing is getting the suspect's attention. Okay, so they're starting to feel frustrated. You've got my attention, Keith. I'm frustrated. Yeah. I was not there at the Circle K. Yeah, I mean at this point you're just you're getting frustrated. You're uncomfortable. You do you want to do anything to get out of this situation. Right, because I've, I've developed a theme. I've read your emotions and your facial expressions and your body language, and I've found a theme that is probably accurate. You know, so at okay. this point, you're you're squirming. Okay, I'm squirming, man. And so I'm feeling squirmy. At kid. this point, the detective has already established earlier, right, where to find comf- comfort when feeling uncomfortable. So the detective at this point would start. Uh, becoming would start showing camaraderie and concern. So now he's going to be my buddy. Yes. Okay. So you got him uncomfortable. You've laid out this theme, and now you're turning it, and now you're you're becoming the buddy. 
Okay. So you're you're going back to that very beginning where you showed them that how to get out of this uncomfortable comfort uh, uncomfortable situation is by talking to your buddy. So I'm back to your buddy again. You're my buddy, Keith. All right. I know you wouldn't steer me wrong, buddy. So the next part, which would be uh, six, the suspect loses resolve. So if the suspect shows sign to surrender, the detective jumps on that opportunity. Okay. Um, and then he starts the process of off offering alternatives. All right. In alternatives, that's the next part, seven, he gives two motives for committing the crime. One is more socially acceptable than the other. Okay. So an example would be like a theme, uh, a theme of passion or losing control versus a theme of a planned crime. So let's just take the child abuse thing again. Okay. So you say, well, we know that you know that you're a good person. Everybody, everybody said that. Everybody I talked to said that you're a good person. You're a good dude. We know that you wouldn't purposely hurt your daughter. Right. But parents, they just get overwhelmed sometimes. It's hard, Keith. And so, you know, maybe you didn't mean to push her into the tub. You know, maybe it was just out of, you just got angry and it was an accident. You know, accidents happen. They happen. All right, so you've just offered an alternative that seems like, hey, I might I might get, you know, maybe not in the court of law, but at least in the public opinion, I might get a little bit of mercy if I go this route. Right. And it, it, in your situation, as uncomfortable as you are, it seems like you have to pick one of these things. I got you. Especially since the detective has made it seem like he knows exactly what's going on. He knows everything. And you think you're just caught and busted, and now you're going to have to pick a theme. You're going to pick that socially acceptable theme, which don't matter. Not legally. Not legally. Exactly. So you're going to be convicted. Maybe Bam. just as hard. Oh, absolutely. All right. So after that, um, uh, you bring the suspect into the conversation. So this is where you actually encourage them to talk. And then the, the one detective starts writing it down, you know. Um Detective Nunyan spoke about how sometimes you'll just uh, turn that paper around and just say, why don't you just write down right here what happened? And then you okay. actually have <coughs> a uh, profession called forensic statement analysis where people can actually take their statement and tell which parts are lies and which are not by an analyzing their statement. That's crazy. Ain't That's it? crazy, man. And then you have the confession, which can be written or videotaped. So that's the read technique right there. Boom. So got, I created, got my confession. Everything's this binary thing, man. So in a whole other thing I won't get into philosophically, that's a normal, interestingly enough, that's kind of a debate technique too in some ways. Yeah. You set things up to be either A or B. Yes. It's got to be one way or another. That's a, You've got to be conservative or liberal. you got to be Republican right. or Democrat. you got to be when, this or that. Well, most of the time, there's a C, a D, an E, and an F. You know? Right. There's a third way, or at least yeah. a third way At least a that. third, yeah. So, okay. I got you. That makes so sense. So it is a technique, yeah. It is. And uh, there's controversy with the read technique for sure. And I have to say, I agree with the side of the people who say that if you are innocent, and you are of sound mind and an adult, you're not going to uh, confess to something that you didn't do. The hopeful thing is like, yeah, I'm still saying I didn't do this. Yeah. No, I don't agree with either of those. I don't agree. Right. I think if you you know have a average level intelligence, 
or higher, you should be able to say, no, I don't like either, I don't like either thing you laid out here. I didn't do it on purpose and I didn't do it on accident. I didn't do right. it at all. You understand? You know? Right. So, but where I do feel like I agree with the controversy is for people who have like low IQ or right. children. Yeah, we've heard about that a lot. Low IQ. Yeah. Children especially can certain low IQ can certainly be manipulated into a yeah. direction. Absolutely. Well, they they just want to get out of trouble. Right. And if you are kind of setting it up like if you choose this option, you won't be in trouble. Oh yeah. You That's know, even if it option, is just right? yeah, so it'll it'll make them want to choose that even if they maybe not even done it, you know. Exactly. So, I do have uh, you know, my personal controversy with that you know, with low IQ folks or children. Right on, man. Um, so another technique was uh, the what's, the uh, Hans Scharf, I believe Hans was his name. Hans von <laughs> I don't think it was <laughs> von Schnurbengruber. What did you von say? Schnurbengruber. So he's this German guy. Schaff. He was a Nazi who interviewed prisoners of war. Oh, boy. But... He was very good at it, right? And he uh, was so good at it that later on, you know, people started trying to develop his methods. Well, his method was different than the read technique. He tried to become their buddy, you know, and uh, build trust and rapport. Right. And he did. He would build so much trust and so much rapport that they would eventually spill their guts to him. But another thing that he would do, though, is he would gather a ton of information lots of research about this person and about the situation as many facts as possible about it before he did the interviewing right right and at the beginning he would start talking about these different things and so he almost has set himself up as like this omniscient person to the suspect right so they're like this guy knows everything Right, and so like when it starts coming time to question about the crime, they're going to assume you know because you set yourself up as this person that knows everything, and so it was a very effective method, and a lot of people use that method as well. I think my mom knew that method, Keith. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, that's something that uh, <laughs> Detective Nunya said too. Is that you know we a lot of these things you actually end up using on your own kids. You know, Cause I kid you not, Keith. I don't know how she knew. There was no good reason. But let's just say, Keith. I was about 17. That was about three or four years ago. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I was up to no good. I wasn't a bad, I wasn't a troublemaker. But anyway, I was uh, up to no good. Spend the night with my buddy, right? Yeah. At his house. Except I did. It, and his parents were, of course, there, right? Right. No, they weren't. Oh. <laughs> They're out of town. So theoretically, you. we were spending the night with Aunt Pat and Uncle Babe. I got you. So I show up at home. My mom just says, "Look, that's fine if you stay over. Just be home in church. Be in time. Be home in time for church in the morning." Okay. So I'm like, "Yeah, I can do that." So I show up about six thirty in the morning, just prior to my mom going to work at seven. I thought it was pretty reasonable, right? Six thirty in the morning is a reasonable time for your buddy and his uncle to go fishing. Yeah. So my mom is like, "Hey, what are you doing home this time of morning?" I was like, well, you know, Uncle Babe and Roger are going fishing, so they just dropped me off on the way. She never even looked at me, Keith. Yeah. My mom was a very lovely lady. She kept putting her eye makeup on. You know those little squinchy things that you do, your eyelashes, right, like a little metal yeah. contraption. She's doing that. Oh, really? Okay. 
I was like, yes, I got it, man. And I start to walk away, and she's just like, so you spent the night at Aunt Pat and Uncle Babes, right? And I was like, oh, yeah. She's like, okay. Never looked at me once. She's still just squinching her eyebrows and putting on her mascara and yeah. like... And then she's like, okay. So I start to walk away. So you wouldn't mind if I gave him a call, would you? And I'm like, oh, no, of course not. That's fine. She's like, okay. I just wondered. Oh, man, how did she know, Keith? I don't know. Did you? I don't know. Did you let her call him? No. I came back in there and confessed. (laughs) She was probably totally bluffing, man. She wasn't going to call them. But she came back. I came back in there, and I was like, I was like, okay, Mom, I didn't stay at Aunt Pat and Uncle Babe's. And she still never looked at me like once. She just keeps doing her eye makeup and her makeup. She's like, I know. Yeah. And I'm like, how do you know? She's like, I just know. I think she was, looking back, I think she was calling my bluff, Keith. I think, I think she, was. she was doing one of these techniques, but she got me, dude. I, I, when I was studying this stuff, it was amazing how much of this stuff I actually use on my kids on like a regular <laughs> basis. You know what I mean? But uh, anyway, in conclusion... Um, anytime a lawyer is requested, interrogation must stop. Okay. Right. Um, also, suspect can invoke his or her right to silence and interrogation must stop. So, um, they actually get you to they get you to sign a paper right at the beginning, saying that we're just talking, and you kind of you you I guess give up that right. Okay. It's like so your you Miranda sign rights. Over your Miranda rights. Yeah, you sign over your Miranda rights. We talked about that with uh, Detective Nunya. and so. So you, if you sign that paper, but you could still go back later, I guess. Yeah, I say. asked him that, and he said that, and you'll hear that next week. But he said that, yeah, you can you can still ask for a lawyer. Like, I refuse to answer yeah. that, or I want a lawyer, or whatever. Right. Okay. So really, if you are in the situation, whether you are innocent or guilty, probably the best thing you need to do is lawyer up immediately. Yeah. As soon as they walk in the room, say, I want a lawyer. And that's not to say that the detective is a bad guy or anything or up to something, but at the end of the day, he's a hammer, Mm -hmm. and he's looking for a nail. Exactly. And you're the one sitting there, and you may or may not be the nail he's looking for, but he doesn't know that when he comes in there. Well, the thing is, yeah, the thing is, is, uh, I don't know, you know, we're supposed to be innocent until proven guilty, and I, yeah, I like to believe that we are. Yes, and yeah, this is America. Oh, man, it's a cornerstone yeah, of the. It is with all the issues, even that we have with our justice system. But let's just say still. this: if you have a weak alibi, and there's evidence that seems to point your direction, oh yeah, that's even if tough, you didn't man. do it, man, you could get convicted. So you need to lawyer up. You know, yeah. Um, that's just that's just what I would do, man. I the first thing I'd do ask for a lawyer. You know, um, I ask him. You know. Do you do they have to tell you whether or not you're a suspect? Because I think I thought I might ask that first. Am I a suspect? And then lawyer up if I am. Right. Um, so you'll get the answer to that question. All right. I've heard week. some of that kind of stuff. That if you get pulled over, you know, at some point, if you're not being released, even on the side of the road from being pulled over, you're, you know, I've heard of people talking about asking the question, "Am I being detained for some reason?" Yeah, I've heard that. And then ultimately, if you're not being detained, then. Yeah. Well, I'm going to be on my way then. Or if you are being detained, why am I being detained? Right. I, you know, man, I'm thankful. I you know, I, I, I yeah, I don't know. Have to fool with that kind of stuff. Yeah, I'm not sure about all those laws and stuff, but I, I know this: be respectful to the police exactly. officers. You know, 
don't don't be just trying to be a butt because yeah, you man, know that never works yeah, out. It, good it, it for doesn't. Anybody. It doesn't work out. And if you, I, I, I don't think I've ever seen a situation where someone was respectful to a police officer and uh, you know listened to what they were saying and you know did what they were supposed to do that got hurt by the police officer. You know, right? I mean, maybe it's happened before, and maybe. I'm sure it has. But yeah. I'm just saying that you know I, I know a lot of police officers. And they're right. they're outstanding men. They right. really are. And so if you're respectful, they're going to respect you. Right. So. Right on, man. Well, that was good. That's perfect timing, Keith. It's time to finish this one up, Keith. I and so you. let's tell the people if you have questions for us, you can reach us at doyouflumadiddle at gmail dot com. Right. That's one M, not two, because two is a dessert. Is a big, dense, nasty Claxton fruitcake type dessert. And, and unless you've had one better than that and you'd like to prove us wrong and send us a flumadiddle from maybe Britain, we'd love to try right. it out. Maybe it's good because we've never really tried yeah, it. we haven't, but we've thought about making one one day. What so, else, Keith? Uh, yeah, just follow us or subscribe to us on your favorite podcast Apple app. Podcast, Google Podcast, whatever your favorite podcast app is. Give us a five-star rate. Please do. And, and we appreciate uh, you guys. Yeah, man. Y'all are awesome. And, uh, hey, if you want to be a part of this show and let us interrogate you, if you do something really interesting, maybe you're a um, parasitologist. Yeah. Maybe you're a scientist who makes LED lights. Maybe you're an investigator. Or a Foley artist. A Foley artist, or maybe you've lost 100 pounds and kept it off for some length of time. Yeah. Yeah, if you've got something that you do that's related to some of our podcasts, let us know. We'd love to talk to you. Absolutely. All right, grace and peace. Peace out.